This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 783 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report on the Horses in the Morning show, episode number 638. The Horse.com's digital editor, Michelle Anderson, and Dr. Jones join the Hit'em crew to take the mystery out of false pregnancies in mares. And we'll get right to that after this informative nutritional minute from Kentucky Performance Products. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Did you know that easy keepers and horses on restricted diets are often at risk for vitamin and mineral deficiencies? Most easy keepers are maintained on hay, and some get a few handfuls of grain a day, and most of these horses get little to no green grass. Diets that don't include significant levels of green grass or recommended amounts of fortified concentrates just don't supply enough vitamins and minerals. Many horse folks don't realize that hay alone, even high quality green hay, is not an adequate source of many vitamins. For example, when grass is cut and dried for hay, the vitamins quickly lose their potency. 70% of the vitamin E found in grass is lost in the first week after it is cut for hay. One way to ensure that your special needs horse is getting all the vitamins and minerals he needs is to add a vitamin and mineral supplement to his diet. A well-balanced supplement will provide the nutrients your horse requires without adding unwanted calories, starches, and sugars. Microphase, made by Kentucky Performance Products, is a vitamin and trace mineral supplement that bridges the gap in your feeding program. With Microphase, your horse receives adequate and balanced vitamin and mineral nutrition without unwanted calories or other ingredients. The minerals in Microphase have been chelated, a process that protects minerals during digestion and increases their absorption in the intestine. Microphase provides vitamins, such as vitamin E, in a natural form, so your horse receives optimal results from this supplement. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. That's right. It's time for the weekly horse health report. Uh, with the horse.com, we have Michelle Anderson, who is the digital editor, who is here to save me today. <laughs> Good morning, Glenn. No, you dug a hole for yourself on that one. <laughs> I have gotten everything wrong today. Everything's been wrong. I'm being flamed on Facebook. I just can't uh, And Mr. Ed's a chestnut? <laughs> he was. In the pilot episode, he was a chestnut. So I was right, it's- too. No, you were not. That is an important piece of information to give people before you just go ahead and spew. He was a chestnut. What a ridiculous. Oh he was God. a zebra, and he was painted. We all know that. Oh, well, there's uh-huh. that, yeah. He was painted. I read it on the Internet that he was painted. He was a chestnut, but he was painted. Oh, my God. 
Sorry. Move on. And then he posts Angelina Jolie on my fat horses in the morning Facebook page. You can't post that girl on there. What are you crazy? Yeah. I'm with you, Jamie. <laughs> Husband stealing woman. My God. Okay. So this morning on the Horse Health Report, do we have Dr. Jones with us? Yes, we do. Thank God. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Jones. We missed you. Okay, I missed you guys too, and uh, yeah, but I'm still a little upset with uh, Jennifer Aniston stealing Brad Pitt away from me. Come on, I could have been his first wife. <laughs> college, I knew him in college. Come on, Brad, why didn't you think of me? Serious? <laughs> you knew him in college? You knew him? Yeah, yeah, I met him in college. Was he a jerk? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, was he a jerk? Yes. You're like, he's so handsome, he must be a jerk. <laughs> jerk, yeah, yeah. exactly. Isn't that how it always goes, huh? <laughs> I never do. You know, he's a jerk. <laughs> hey, why are we blaming her? He was part of this. He, he, there's two people. <laughs> no, she is a wow. succubus, okay? That is what you get. She is awful. <laughs> so, this Sorry. morning, we're... <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Jones, by the way, we'll talk later about this whole knowing Brad Pitt thing, okay? I'll call you. Yeah, see, I've met so many people who claim they know Brad Pitt. Like, this isn't the first time I've had this conversation with people. Interesting. Like, I know a girl, oh, he lived right down the street from me, and so, <laughs> Brad Pitt, he's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> so, but no, I believe Dr. Jones. And today, Dr. Jones is here to talk to us about false pregnancies. We had a listener question asking about uh, pseudo-pregnancy in horses. So a mare that you think is pregnant and she ends up not being pregnant. That's a surprise 11 months later. <laughs> um, but before we get started, Dr. Jones wanted to dedicate this segment today, uh, we are talking about reproduction, to uh, Dr. Michelle LeBlanc, who's a who was a reproductive specialist um, at Root and Riddle, uh, who passed away this weekend. Um, Dr. Jones, you want to talk, tell us a little bit about Dr. LeBlanc? Um, yeah, as everybody has stated in the wonderful articles that have been stated, she was always about the other person and always about the horse. I mean, those are two, two big things in her life for other people and horses. She's a very, very caring uh, woman, and um, she is such a tremendous loss for us as a person primarily, and as a researcher, secondarily. She never left any uh, stone unturned in her life, and um, even up to right before she passed away, she ended up doing her taxes for 2012 and made sure they were done um, before she went into hospice care, knowing what hospice care is all about because of her husband passing away from cancer. So um, she's just a, a fantastic researcher, like I said, never left any stone unturned, always wanted to look at every aspect of what she was researching, and then as a friend, um, was always about how are you doing and how is your life, hardly ever about what she was going through and, and her hardships, especially the last two years, so fantastic, fantastic person. And yeah. Rudin Riddle in Lexington, Kentucky, where she practiced last, um, has named its reproductive clinic after her, and they did that before she passed, so she got to, to be there when they did that. Oh, that's really cool. That's really great that they did that. Yeah, you know, I, one of the guys I worked for out here is uh, board certified, and it just spoke so highly of her. What, what is it called, a stereologist? Stereogenologist. Stereogenologist, yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> Sorry, I can pronounce it. And Which she is was long absolutely... for reproduction. 
I know, exactly. But it, she was absolutely a pioneer. So I'm glad you dedicated this segment to her. And I know it was big news um, pretty much all over the country for veterinarians. Yeah, very sad news, but happy that she's now finally at peace. So it was a long, hard road for her. So let's jump into one of her favorite things, which was pregnant mares. Um, but in this case, we're talking about non-pregnant mares. Um, so uh, Dr. Jones, can you tell us a little bit about what a false or pseudo-pregnancy is? There's not a, a good definition in the fact that uh, mayors will often decide today they're going to be pregnant and, and be pseudo-pregnant. So I, I want to just put that out there, that it's not um, something that uh, you think your mayor um, got caught by a cyan, thought they're pregnant, and they're definitely not pregnant. They usually start off pregnant is where the pseudo-pregnancy um, term comes in, and they will flip, as we call it, or lose their embryo or foal midway through the gestation or sometimes through the gestation and not come back into heat. And it depends on, of course, when they came, became pregnant. Was it more towards the fall season and they start going out of their normal heat cycles at that time? Were they further in? And it takes um, quite a bit of hormonal ch adjustment to get back into regular heat cycling. And it looks like they're still pregnant. You know, was it uh, almost towards the end of um, gestation and they're in a huge pasture, they lost their foal, probably carried off on coyotes or buzzards, nobody knew, you know, that kind of thing. So they were pregnant to start with and they have flipped or lost their foal in process. So this is different than the mare that you had covered didn't preg check her, assume she was pregnant, fed her a lot all winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, those are convinced she's going to have a baby. Those usually come back into heat. If they haven't come back into heat, there are reasons for them not to come back. One would be is that they did get pregnant, but then they slipped. Um, or it was towards the end of the season or there's some other hormonal issue going on with those mares. But yes, it's best to follow up and make sure they're pregnant before you start feeding them a lot, taking care of them as if a pregnant mare needs to be taken care of, which is a little bit more money um, in vaccinations and feed <laughs> than you your own mare. So yeah, checking for pregnancy would be a good idea to start with. Okay, so what are the clinical signs that a mare might display if she has a false pregnancy? Um, well, like we said, they will come back into heat. Um, and there's many reasons for that. There's a, 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 um, a part of their gestational system that's called an formation of the endometrial cup. It's about three to four months in that they form these cups that takes over producing the uh, progesterone that keeps them pregnant. If they lose their foal after that, it takes a while for those endometrial cups to re reside um, Okay, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the word, to be removed from the system to stop the progesterone being produced and make the mare go back to her normal cycling. So that's usually the case, is it's past that, that time frame of the three to four months and the endometrial cups are there and they don't come back into heat. So if you preg check the mare up till she's 60 days and you think she's good to go and she's pregnant and you carry through with your 5, 7, and 9 truck, but you're getting close to the end and she's not bagging up and becoming quite large and you check her and she's empty, she probably lost it back around that three, four month period where the um, endometrial cups take some time to um, be removed and her uh, cycles come back into um, state. Okay. And so mares towards the end of gestation are rather large. And you know, often <laughs> you can see uh, 
poking out of her belly, or sometimes it looks like the foal is galloping inside there. Um, how I feel her pain. Mine gallops all the time. <laughs> oh my so, god. <laughs> So that, I mean, that's pretty obvious when you see, you know, a hoof sticking out, you know, your mare, the side of, of her, you know, the, the, you can tell there's a hoof inside there poking her. Um, what does a pseudo-pregnant mare look like? Does she look like she is actually in full? Does she have that much weight that she's added? Or is it one of those things where a horse owner might just question themselves and say, well, maybe she seems to be pregnant, but she doesn't look pregnant? Yeah, the, the calls I get are they recently purchased. And they're not sure because she's extremely, extremely heavy. And it looks like it's really bottom heavy, meaning uh, a big hay belly and then some. And those are the ones we'll check to see if they are pregnant or not. You may not see movement. And um, some of the clients aren't savvy enough in the fact that they've never had a pregnant mare before and they don't know what to look for for movement. And um, they may not see movement. I just did a very large warm blood the other day that they purchased. They got actually from a rescue facility. And um, their trainer was the one that said, you know, you might want to get her preg checked. Just because they'd been working her and she kept holding this hay belly. And she was a young enough mare that she shouldn't continue to hold a hay belly. She should get a little more fit. And she was pregnant. But she's extremely large. And it's very hard to see any movement on an extremely large mare. Um, right. So they weren't seeing any full movement either. And uh, she just pulled the other day and perfectly happy, healthy foal, and everything's going well for her. Well, they, now, I've been around mares who will let down milk even though they aren't pregnant and they don't have a foal and they aren't necessarily around foals. Is that part of this whole process? No, or that's is something, something completely different? different. Yeah, that's something completely different. Uh, mares who are rebred every year can stream milk from year to year. Uh, they won't be a heavy bag like they would be when they are foaling and in their first few months. And as we all know, the foals get the best benefit from the mare in the first four to six months. After that, the milk really wanes in its abilities to provide good nourishment to the foal, and that's about the time we wean them anyway. So the bag gets a little uh, smaller and smaller um, over time that it doesn't produce a whole lot of milk. So what you're seeing coming out is probably more of a milky white um, secretion rather than a solid white milk secretion. And it's still white and it still concerns people because they think that their mare is producing milk and it's either uh, a remnant or um, a uh, um, factor of secretions that come from the teeth gland, the mammary gland, um, where it will be a milky white or a um, cloudy look to the, the stream um, that you can milk out of there. I've had mares that have never been pregnant have a little bit of a cloudy discharge. As long as it's not hot and swollen and there's pus coming out from mastitis, which is not that common in horses, it's okay. We see it off and on in mares that are pregnant, have been pregnant, you know, uh, never been pregnant. So it, it's completely different from a pseudo-pregnancy. Okay. And so we've mentioned preg checking, and that would be pregnancy checking a mare. Can you explain a little bit how that is done? Is it, you know, humans, we have, you know, pee tests and blood tests. How do we do it in horses? And the horses, you know, I think we might have discussed this before or maybe a thorough person's been on. Um, you do the rectal exam, and it's usually done with an ultrasound. They can do it as early as day 10, 11. Most of them are done around day 14, 15 to see the first embryo and make sure there's not twins because mares don't really carry twins um, to full term, less than 1% do. Um, and then there are periodic checks thereafter, usually about 25 days to 35 days, another one around 45 days, another one at 65 days. This is the usual standard practice of ultrasounding a mare for pregnancy. After that, 
if there is concern or this mare has had placentitis, which would be an infection of the placenta, or had problems with her mares in the past, or it's a very high dollar baby coming out, they can do transabdominal ultrasounds to check the heart rate of the baby and um, make sure that the fluid of the mare um, looks good, that's uh, of the uterus looks good. And you can also do a fluid check um, of the placenta via rectum as well and a cervical star thickening um, test to see what the thickness is at the cervical star, which is where the cervix joins the placenta um, and see what, um, if there's an infection going on there that way too. So transabdominal late ingestation or late in pregnancy, uh, rectal exams via ultrasound early in pregnancy, and then late for um, infectious issues. Okay. So it seems like pseudopregnancies usually go one of two ways. A horse owner starts start suspecting that the horse isn't pregnant for whatever reason, although she's showing signs of being pregnant, or the owner goes the other way and is convinced she's pregnant, even though she isn't. Um, so if you're going down the route of suspecting that your mare isn't actually pregnant, what should you do? How do you follow up with this with your vet? Well, a veterinarian can do simply a rectal exam. They don't have to have the ultrasound out there the first time. So if they're sharing an ultrasound within a group practice, um, they can put their arm in and see if they feel a enlarged uterus with a full in it, especially if they're three months or past. Um, you can usually feel the uh, fetus in there unless they're a very large mare. I have a very short, short arm, so sometimes I have to come back a little later. But, um, or they can do an ultrasound exam and see if they can pick up on a uh, full at that time. They can do a transabdominal one as well and see if they can pick up a full in a heartbeat. Um, so that would be the number one thing to, to test for. Progesterone levels you can always do in the blood. Um, that doesn't confirm pregnancy, but it does help you um, determine if the pregnancy is going along at a good pace because some horses don't produce, produce enough progesterone to keep the pregnancy going. So you can do a blood test for progesterone, but I would not rely on that for a pregnancy test. Okay. And so we go the other direction and we're waiting for the mare to fold and she hasn't folded and she hasn't folded. And there are other reasons a mayor may not fall near her due date, but when do we start getting where it's risky and we should definitely have her checked out if we think there's a fall in there? Well, most of my clients will have me check them like a week or two after the due date because they start to get panicky. Mm -hmm. um, but in the larger farms, they're checking these mares on a daily basis, looking for discharge, um, looking for uh, abnormalities in their eating behavior, maybe taking temperatures on them. So that's going to give them a little bit more of a heads up that there's something wrong going on with the, with the foal and the mare. And those um, are put into a high-risk area or a full watch area or they're being tested with an ultrasound on a weekly basis to make sure that they're, everything's going just right. Um, but discharge is our first number one thing we'll see from a mayor that there is a problem going on. You'll see some material coming out the vulva um, that is abnormal, such as a pus or a um, stringy yellow um, thick discharge um, from their vulva. And a lot of times it's hard to determine it because the tail does sweep it away. So it'd have to be a regular check a couple times a day that you do on these mares to make sure that everything is going just right. You can also have your veterinarian ultrasound them at that point. They can go up to a year to take to full out. Some mares have done that and everything's perfectly fine. As we say, some of those mares just needed to cook the baby a little bit longer. Um, but those are, those are a couple things you can start doing for your mare when it gets close to the end. Transabdominals are done right close to the due date to make sure everything's going the right way um, if you're at all nervous or concerned. Okay, so if you're getting um, the, if you're having these checks done, you're probably going to 
find out pretty early on that she's not actually carrying a foal. Absolutely. So it boils down to rectal ultrasounds or some sort of ultrasound or transabdominal on your mare would help you know that you're, you've got a pretty mare or you don't. Okay. Well, thank you for uh, coming on and answering this listener question. We appreciate it. And hopefully those mares out there uh, that are supposed to be pregnant are, and people are, are starting to get those foals on the ground. Are you busy with foaling season? Yeah, we're actually at the tail end. We only have one more due for our performance horses. We didn't do too many late ones last year, which is good because it's very hot here. And mm -hmm. uh, so um, we're not rebreeding too many this year. I think you know, with the decrease in um, horse uh, showing and such, it's uh, not been a very advantageous thing to do is rebreed your mare. So a lot of my clients are not full-time breeding um, farms, and they are deciding that one or two babies is enough for their farm. Well, we had snow here yesterday where I'm at, so the babies uh -huh. are lucky to hang on a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, that would be good if they did. <laughs> How about those little foals? Hey, Dr. We'll Jones, if you're, hot today, if you're hot today, you can come up to uh, We have a pool, so you can come up if you're hot today, Dr. Jones. Just <laughs> it's going to be a hot one down here, that's for sure. At least I'm saying in an hour with a nice breeze. So they're doing okay today, thank goodness. All right, all right. Glenn? So just Glenn, said that for I, Michelle's I sake. Even, I can't even believe you're still on here. You must not have been listening. I was. I was. I was the trying yellow not, stringy I was, stuff? Yeah. I was, the was, yeah, yeah. yeah nothing. Trying to tone out that out a little bit. Good job, you guys. Uh, Good job, you guys. Nice job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Of course, uh, it's thehorse.com where you can find uh, Michelle and her gang over there, everything you need to know about horse health. And it's uh, Florida Equine, right? Is it floridaequine.com? Yes, sir, it is. For Dr. Jones and, and her gang, only about a, at what, a little bit above Orlando, is that right? Yes, sir. Okay, great. Well, thank you both. Talk thank to you. you. Thank you. Talk to you next Bye -bye. week. And that's a wrap. To listen to more of the Horse.com's tips, just go to Horse Tip Daily and look for the Experts drop-down menu on the left. If you love listening to the Horses in the Morning gang, putting in their two cents on horse health topics, along with fascinating interviews from around the equestrian world, tune in at HorsesInTheMorning.com every weekday. You can also go to the Horse.com, where you will find the motherload of horse health information covering pretty much every topic imaginable. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of Kentucky Performance Products. Ask for Kentucky Performance Products by name at your local tack and feed supplier, or you can visit them online at kppusa.com. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. Music